And welcome to the Heart God Media Podcast. I am your host, Jesse HS. Rest in pace, Malcolm Young of ACDC. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, rhythm guitar player of all time. And that's not just my opinion. It's fucking fact. You think about some of those just fucking... He just sawed wood, man. He fucking... When he strummed, he fucking sawed fucking through those picks. And, you know, you look at someone who is regarded as... Another person who's regarded as one of the greatest rhythm guitar players of all time. Probably the most powerful right hand strumming of all time james hetfield and metallica and who does he reference malcolm fucking young gone too soon 64 years old he's passed away uh which i'm i'm assuming complications of dementia um which he's been suffering from for the past few years and it's just uh and he obviously hasn't been touring with uh acdc and it's just it's such a fucking bummer man uh you know i grew up you know with ACDC, listening to them, and, you know, my father obviously being a child, a teenager of the 70s, you know, as soon as I was born, immediately, like, I can't even think of a time where I didn't know about ACDC, and I didn't know Highway to Hell, I didn't know For Those About to Rock, I didn't know, you know, fucking Whole lot of Rosie, Girls Got Rhythm, you know, just 700 million amazing songs that are straight up rock and roll that, you know, the the Malcolm brothers, uh, Angus and, or the Malcolm brothers, the, the young brothers, uh, Malcolm and Angus, uh, you know, were at the forefront of creating this sound. And, and of course, I've talked about in the pri- pri- prior podcast last week about my love for ACDC, my love for Bon Scott, my love for, you know... My opinion, the greatest rock and roll song of all time is 100% If You Want Blood by ACDC, 100%. It's just such a such a kick to the fucking nuts, and you just want to fucking lose your mind every time you hear it. At least I do, and if you don't, you're, you should probably give your head checked. But yeah, it's a shame, man. Dead at 64, you know, and, and to, to think, that, you know, he didn't tour... Or record on the last album um but he thinking about that black ice album that came out back in 2008 and thinking about how big that was how big the tour was for that too like they just toured for years on that album huge fucking stadium shows man and you know and obviously they've had a falling out uh, with Brian Johnson, who had his hearing issues uh, a year or two ago, and uh, which he recently did take stage again, um, not with ACDC, but uh, you know, and it is unfortunate for that. But honestly, had Axel step up and do some of those ACDC shows while taking a break from the Not in This Lifetime tour, which is going to be running on almost two years come April. You know, uh, with breaks here and there, but incessantly touring the new Guns N' Roses with Slash and Duff back in the fold. Uh, But, yeah, man, ACDC is just such a powerhouse. It's some of the greatest rock and roll music ever made. Um, And I love both eras. I actually grew grew up loving the Bon Scott era, but I also, for a long time, I favored the Brian Johnson era to the Bon Scott era. 
uh, growing up for, for whatever reason. But now, the last few years, I've, you know, been rediscovering my love for the Bon Scott era stuff. Not, you know, not that I ever disliked anything that Bon Scott ever sang on. I always loved it all. But, you know, I've rediscovered that, and I think he's kind of overtaken for, you know, I think Highway to Hell is their best album. I mean, maybe that's a... I know people say High Voltage, uh, or Powerage, and, or, um, you know, and you could definitely say Back in Black's the biggest comeback album of all time, but, I mean, in my eyes, it's Highway to Hell, you know, just this, you know, Touch Too Much, Night Prowler, uh, If You Want Blood, Highway to Hell, fucking Girls Got Rhythm, like, it's just fucking insane, Walk All Over You, ooh, fuck, man, just so many great songs, and, you know, Malcolm Young is, you know, he's kind of, I think, you know, you know, because you look at, like, the cover to Highway to Hell, you have Angus in the, in the forefront, you know, he's got the horns, he's holding his tail, and, you, you know, it's, it's funny that you kind of forget about some of the other players in the band when you talk about Phil Rudd, man. Uh, I mean, it's a shame that he tried, like, offing somebody and then got, you know, booted from the band again. And then you had Chris Slade, who was in ACDC, I believe, in the late 90s to early to mid-80s. I might have even been... He might have been up there, like, through the Stiff Upper Lip Tour in 98, actually, if I remember correctly. Chris Slade back drumming with him after Phil uh, had to had to leave like phil rudd is one of the greatest rock and roll drummers i love that early acdc drumming it was just so fucking like man it was just no bullshit like he didn't try to do any fucking crazy fills he didn't try to fucking overdo it and it was just like that steady rock and roll fucking john bonham beat like i mean granted bonham had like a lot of it was a crazy you know uh architect behind the kit and not saying that phil rudd isn't but he just you know is that simple rock and roll steady like just power fucking drumming and i always loved it and uh, i i'd said the quote that he had said a few uh years ago uh about you know he calls it dental drumming uh for guys that have a bunch of fills if there's a hole they'll fill it i always thought that was fucking hilarious but Phil Rudd, man, he's always been, like, such a fucking underrated, I always thought, an underrated fucking uh, drummer, for sure. Um, you know, and then you talk, you know, I, I feel like some people forget that Bon Scott was, you know, the original singer because the Brian Johnson era was so fucking huge. Um, you know, Bon Scott was a true... I think he embodied rock and roll as a singer more than anybody of his era, for sure. You know, he had the fucking, he had, you know, some fucking jailhouse tattoos, and he just like, all right, listen, if you can roll around with nothing but a leather jacket, like a, or like a leather vest on, or like a jean vest, and you're wearing no shirt under it, you're like, you're a certifiable badass, usually, especially if you just have no fucking shame, you don't care, you're like, yeah, this is my fucking wardrobe. Uh, there's also a guy on 690 that wears this big Undertaker trench coat uh, with no shirt on under it, and he kind of has a Bon Scott vibe going, for sure, for sure. But uh, you know, Cliff Williams talk about the bass, you know, holding down the rhythm section with you know Phil Rudd. 
uh, who had just who's just recently retired from you know music at sixty fucking seven or whatever he is. Uh, you know, he he retired from ACDC. He called it a day after you know he, they he did the Rocker Bust World Tour, which is their last album. You know, you think about you think about like uh, well how forgotten he is, but you think about like that steady rhythm section between fucking. Uh, between Cliff Williams and Phil Rudd and then later Chris Slade and just like consistent, just fucking always there, just fucking doing the fucking job and being the rock and roll workhorse. Cliff Williams, man, he was, you know, you kind of forget about these guys and it's kind of unfortunate and you have, uh, and now they have the other young, I think he, is he the cousin? I think he's the nephew. No, he's the nephew, I believe. Uh, uh, nephew to Malcolm is uh, Stevie Young, who's playing in there now. Uh, so it's really, uh, it's really fucking cool that they have another, you know, the a young in there taking Malcolm's place. Obviously, he hadn't been able to tour, but it's just so sad that he's passed away now. Uh, I mean, obviously, he wasn't playing and things like that, but you know, at sixty four is too young, and and, and for a while, I kind of thought. I kind of thought, like, yeah, 60s, it's when you die. Uh, you know, because my grandfather died at 59. And, like, even when you think about the, when I th- thought, think about the 50s, I think, like, oh, yeah, you're nearing your end. But in reality, you can live for a fucking long-ass time, man, if you take care of yourself. And, you know, I mean, some things are unavoidable. You know, you could not smoke a cigarette a day in your life and get cancer. Um, you know, you could not work in a factory, you could, you know, work out every day and still get cancer, you know, life's kind of fucking a bitch and unfair like that. Um, you know, that's why, another reason, like, I mean, on top of a plethora of reasons, I've never drank or smoked or done drugs, and and will will never, like, I know, I remember being 14 and people were saying, you know, you'll drink you'll drink, or, you know, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, you'll drink, you'll drink, I've never drank, uh, you know, you'll try, you'll, 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 you'll try it, no, I never have, uh, well, I think I had a beer when I was five, and then with, uh, Chris Clausen, I think we drank some Jack Daniels once, and it was fucking, like, vile, and made me have a headache, and fucking super, like, sick after trying to do like a shot of it and it was fucking terrible and i think we were 12 or something then maybe 13 12 13 and i never you know never touched alcohol and honestly i can't stand the smell of alcohol now um nothing against anybody who drinks it uh all my friends drink alcohol and some of them are big consumers of alcohol so uh it doesn't bother me that people do it but you know things like that and then smoking cigarettes in 2017 i don't understand how people can smoke cigarettes knowing you know and i understand that i have i have plenty of friends that you know well if they're out at the bar or something they'll have a cigarette or something like that but smoking you know a pack a day or a half a pack a day or smoking at all honestly boggles my mind especially because i've just seen what it's done to people it's tore them down into nothingness and you know it, it was it's a sad thing you know my father a long time smoker my mother too they both got cancer at the same time uh essentially they were both in the same hospital uh, my father obviously not ever coming out and dying after he was diagnosed with you know terminal cancer throughout his whole body um, that stemmed from his lungs, uh, from smoking for years, uh, you know, and to see someone die at 56, it kind of, 
you know, seeing the fear in my father's eyes, you know, where he was kind of setting in that he wasn't leaving, you know, if he was leaving, it wasn't, you know, on his two feet, and, you know, that's kind of fucked up to deal with, especially, you know, I'm going to be 30 in a few months, and, you know, I, I always wanted to, you know, I wanted to enjoy the twilight years that my father was going to have, where he could kind of relax, and, you know, I could do more stuff for him, you know, you know now that I'm, like, you know, making money, and, and, you know, I could, you know, take him out and do nice things, and, you know, I always wanted that, you know, relation, I've always had, a, I always had a great relationship with my father, but dying young, man, you don't, I mean, you got to try to take as many, I mean, if you want to be around, you got to take as many precautions and, and measures as you can to make yourself as healthy as you can be, and, like, just, and if you and if you're you are doing some shit that's you know potentially dangerous to your body, uh, I guess you just gotta. I hope you're doing what you love. You know, you look at Lemmy, lived to fucking seventy years old, and he did everything under the sun ten times. You know, and there's reports that he was in his sixties still doing speed. Like that's crazy. And they're granted. I don't think I know anybody who's built like Lemmy. Lemmy was truly a fucking. A rock and roll machine that was built for he was built for not this world man he was built for another planet and that's why he ran as hard as he did for as long as he did and played you know, i think he was died 12 days after the last show motorhead played overseas like just insane and fucking amazing um you can't really take anything away from anything that Lemmy ever was or did, even with all of his debauchery and and substance and alcohol abuse. The guy just, it wasn't abuse to him because people would say he'd fucking drink an eighth of Jack and like hit every fucking note, like never missed a beat. Like it was just part of him. Like Keith Richards, like I'm pretty sure most of his blood is black tar heroin. Like without a doubt, not even, not even exaggerating. But it's, uh, you know, it's 64, Malcolm Young, too young to be gone. It's unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, it still blows my mind hearing these songs, too. And I've been listening to a lot of ACDC the last, like, probably like a year or so. Uh, maybe even longer than that. Maybe like a year and a half I've been listening to even more and more ACDC, and I just fucking it's just so good and it just you know what a legacy to leave even at you know leaving as early as you did with bon scott dying at whatever he was 33 in 1980 and then you know obviously malcolm like you think about the legacy that he's left with the acdc name and what acdc is always gonna you know it's it's going down as the greatest rock and roll some of the greatest rock and roll music of all time it's it's insane Definitely the greatest Australian band of all time. Like, I'm that's not a fucking question at all. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's unfortunate, and it's really uh, you know, you only get one chance to to live it up. So, uh, cheers to as I raise my coffee. Uh, cheers to Malcolm Young. Uh, man, we'll always remember that fucking the music forever. Uh, and it's fucking great, man. It's great to have it. It's a hell of a legacy you've left. Uh, so, cheers to Malcolm Young. Cheers to ACDC. 
uh, raise your coffee up or your alcohol if you are consuming. Maybe you are built like Lemmy. Give it a try. <laughs> or not. I'm trying to, I'm going to the fucking health food store after this and looking for Manaka honey because I hear about all of its fucking like health benefits. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Uh, then again, you could have rock and roll. As long as you have rock and roll, hopefully you have your health too. If you don't, hopefully you have one or the other. I have both right now. Uh, hopefully I, it stays that way for the, as long as possible. But I digress. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, John Carpenter comes to Syracuse, New York tomorrow at the Palace Theater. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And he's playing live his band, which I believe his son is in as well. Um, and yeah, that's, you know, to hear all the themes that he created for all these great movies, it's going to be super rad to see. And I can't wait to talk about that, you know, after I see that tomorrow, that's going to be really, uh, really awesome. Uh, cause I mean, to think about, let's talk about, we'll talk about age and dying and living and while you're here and stuff, John Carpenter in January, motherfucker's going to be 70 years old. Homie is going to be 70, and he's out there touring as a musician, playing songs, standing, dancing at almost 70 years old, putting the fucking They Live glasses on, doing the fucking shimmy sham around the fucking goddamn Mog keyboard, not giving a fuck, and just like he's doing a meet and greet session, you know, which the meet and greet session's worth it all day. I had to get it. I friggin' I used uh, you know i used the the little the little you know savings uh i had to make it happen um it, but for what it was you know two hundred dollars and you get you know things signed uh you know you get a poster you get this you get that you get a picture with them and it it's definitely worth it and i don't need them to i don't need to have some grand uh conversation with them or I don't need to say anything other than thank you. Thank you for your fucking art. So I can't wait to do that. It's going to be a hell of a time. And I got some friends going as well. And a couple friends got the meet and greets as well. So uh, it's going to be great. Um, Can't wait for that. But he re-recorded... John Carpenter re-recorded a bunch of his different themes. Um... From all of his movies, you know, They Live, Escape from New York, Christine, he he re-recorded them and released them on vinyl as an anthology. Well, you know, on several, on, you know, I think think it's CD too, but like vinyl and digital download, um, released this album called John Carpenter's Anthology. And I think it's like 70, whatever, three to whatever, 98 or something like that. Um, But all of his themes redone and it sounds fucking amazing it sounds great it sounds completely like fresh but still has that you know yeah john carpenter's anthology and movie theme 74 to 98 so you know you're getting assault and precinct 13 you're getting the fog you're getting the thing you're getting you know vampires which came out in 98 you're getting all this stuff and he uh and then in the mouth of madness like so many hidden gems prince of darkness fuck i love prince of darkness so much um so many great uh, films, and to think that he was behind like a lot of the scores for these things, it's fucking awesome. It's you know, talk about an all-around uh, doer. 
uh, and just true artist and creator, John Carpenter, 100%. And one of the last of the, you know, the, the big four left. You know, you talk about Toby, Hooper, RIP, you know, George, George A. Romero, Wes Craven, you know, three of the biggest directors in, in all of horror down. And, you know, you got John Carpenter left. Talk about a guy that's fucking living for today, man. Almost 70 years old and just fucking listen to this shit. So rad, fucking good for him, man. And, and talk then again, who am I to fucking talk about people's health and what they should or shouldn't do and how to keep yourself alive? This motherfucker, I watched him do it into the director's chair thing with Robert Rodriguez, and the motherfucker smoked 700 cigarettes. Robert Rodriguez looked like he was half dead after the interview because he inhaled so much secondhand smoke. Chad Carpenter arguably has smoked more than maybe not more than George. I don't know. George was a is a little was a little older and. George might have had George is another one. I never seen the motherfucker without a cigarette in, in most of the interview segments he had. But you know, what a what a fucking what a beast Carpenter is. A complete fucking workhorse and and just fucking does it for the love of it. And you know, a dude that was burnt, born in bowling green, Kentucky, you know, made good and made obviously you talk about Halloween. He's made the you know, one of the most memorable horror movie characters of all time in Michael Myers. You know, started the biggest horror, one of the biggest horror movie franchises, you know, and let it, you know, run on and been remade. And the remake, Rob Zombie's remake, is the biggest fucking, you know, uh, Labor Day opening weekend of all time. And, you know, all this stuff. And it all reverts back to him. And what a fucking just massive career the guy's had. You talk about movies that have bombed, you know, when they came out, the thing, like, just tanked so hard. But now you go back to that, you look at those creations that, uh, Botine created uh, for the effects and how it was, how the movie was made, and like you know, obviously the re- relationship between uh, Kurt Russell and John Carpenter, you know, him appearing in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and uh, and uh, the thing, and it was just an Escape from New York. Uh, it's just fucking amazing to think like you know when I think Kurt Russell. I think the thing, you know, and when I think John Carpenter, a lot of people immediately think Halloween, like, I think the thing, because the thing is one of the greatest horror movies of all time, you know, obviously it's a remake of the, the, of the, uh, the original, but it's just so, uh, it's so fucking good, and talk about making something your own 100%, wow, uh, and John Carpenter has done so much that I think people are just now appreciating. You look at Prince of Darkness, man, you got fucking Hell Holbrook and and uh and in that movie and it's just so fucking Alice Cooper's cameo in that. And that is just a creepy fucking awesome dark fucking movie. 
And of course, you got Mr. Dr. Loomis himself reoccurring in that. Mr. Donald Pleasance, probably drunker than a fucking skunk while he was on the fucking set. But uh, some of the greatest fucking poster art ever is Prince of Darkness, too. I fucking love that poster art so much. Um, and all these movies are getting, you know, like Scream Factory or Arrow releases. You know, you talk Body Bags. It's a horror anthology that he did that I fucking love. If you haven't seen Body Bags, please check it out because it's fucking amazing. And he plays, like, the host of, like, this horror anthology. And it's so fucking good. And, you know, you got Stacey Keach and... Robert Carradine and and Mark Hamill, fucking Mr. Luke fucking Skywalker himself, um, you know, and, and, you know, you look at those movies like Body Bags, The Thing, uh, Prince of Darkness, The Fucking Fog, like, uh, these movies are getting more appreciation now, and, you know, they live, and I, I'm looking, I'm like, just turned around right now, let me turn around. Yeah, like, I got all my Scream Factory movies all in one area. And looking right here, I see several John Carpenter ones just from one company that's put out this these out and paid tribute to them. You're looking at, let's see, Body Bags, They Live, Prince of Darkness, The Fog, Assault in Precinct 13. Like, just fucking crazy. Like, what a fucking, what a fucking true master of horror. Uh, and, you know, you talk... Uh, cigarette burns you know the masters of horror episode the showtime show which i'd love to get into that because there's some really fucking killer episodes on the two seasons of that show uh you know fucking christine christine's another one such a fucking great fucking movie uh and you know kind of unappreciated for a long time but i think now people are starting to really fucking like it um and it's starting to get you know it's due uh you know, you got Keith Gordon who went on to direct like a bunch of shit, and you know he was obviously the kid played uh, Thornton Mellon's uh, kid in Back to School. Fucking Back to School, fucking amazing. Uh, can we talk about Sam Kennison's fucking uh, role in Back to School? Is fucking amazing, uh, or he's just like the super right wing fucking like like just post-Vietnam, like, psychopath, and it's so fucking great, it's, uh, it might be one of the greatest characters, like, you know, the sidebar characters in all of comedic cinema, for sure, uh, and it just fucking kills me, because he's just fucking losing his fucking, losing his, his marbles, and that's kind of who Sam Kennison was, and it's just so fucking, it's so good, I mean, it's just, uh, that's what happens, you know, when you're, you're on, you're listening to this podcast, we're gonna fucking just go, we go from fucking paying tribute to Malcolm Young, to talking John Carpenter, and now we're talking fucking, we gotta, I gotta fucking pay tribute to Sam Kittison right now. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. And a lot of people like to believe that. 
I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with guns and Edward going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him, while pussies like you were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Well, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. <laughs> Mr. Helper? I know uh, Mr. Eric Tyler's going to appreciate that one. Uh, <laughs> because we had... Uh, we had watched that a few years ago and noticed that just the way he said that, oh, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. Uh, so we kind of were on a tangent of saying that, I think, for like three or four months. We would just say that and annoy the piss out of old BT. Um, but, yeah, like, there's so many fucking... You think about the 80s, too. What a golden age of not even just horror, just cinema in general. Like, you talk about, you know, you talk about all the great fucking horror movies that came out in the 80s. You're talking about the plethora of Friday the 13th sequels. You know, those ones, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movies uh, that came out in the 80s. You talk, like, Sleepaway Camps, you know, the few Halloween movies that came out there. Then you go, you go a little bit differently and you talk about some of the other movies. You talk about Predator. You talk about RoboCop. You talk about uh, fucking just endless endless movies. Aliens, fucking Creepshow, and, you know, Cujo, and fucking Stand By Me, and, you know, comedies. You'd go Just One of the Guys, you, you know, uh, you'd go Brat Pack stuff, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Some Kind of Wonderful you know, the Elvira movie, Little Monsters, uh, what else do we got, Pet Cemetery. just fucking, I can just keep into the Karate Kid movies, uh, National Lampoon's movies, Christmas Vacation is still the greatest, maybe one of the greatest movies of all time ever made, still, and I can't wait to start kicking that on, once, you know, Black Friday rolls in, I can't wait to start kicking that one on, uh, it's gonna be so much fun, I fucking, and I, that's something I'm really excited about, actually, is talking about some of the uh, some of the Christmas movies we're gonna get into. Uh, you know, once December gets here, we're gonna do some Christmas episodes and maybe even some commentaries um, because they're gonna be great. You know, we got what could we do? Gremlins, we could do. Uh, obviously, Christmas uh, Christmas movie. We could do Lethal Fucking Weapon. That's a Christmas movie. Um, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone one and two have to be done. They have to be done. They're too fucking good. Harry and Marv might be the greatest villains in all of comedic cinema ever. Period. Point blank. And I actually saw the Pop Funko vinyls um, that they had those. And I don't even own a lot of those. I own a Lemmy one and I own a Rowdy Piper one. I don't own any other of the Pop vinyls. But those are two other Pop vinyls that I would actually fucking buy. Because uh, they're just fucking amazing. But... Yeah, I can't wait to get into, you know, you could do Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, there's so many awesome, uh, I would love to do the, uh, and all through the house, the Tales from the Crypt episode, which I believe was possibly, excuse me, the first uh, Tales from the Crypt episode I ever saw. Uh, it's just such a fucking amazing uh, episode. 
uh, as well with Mr. Uh, Mr. Dr. Giggles himself. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, I can't wait for Christmas anyway, but how rad is it um, that we do this podcast? I think it's great, and uh, for me anyway. Uh, and we do, you know, it's it's slowed down a tiny bit, but we're going to be picking up now, you know. I had a lot of stuff going on. I just recently got a brand new car last night. Go me. Uh, finally a black one, too. Fuck yes. It took forever to get a black car. Motherfucker was trying to, a couple weeks ago when I first started this new car hunt, because I was just over the piece of shit 2015 Nissan Versa that I had. It was fucking garbage, and I needed to get into a cheap car then, and I, I fucking, I'm done with it. And now I got a fucking way better car. Uh, it's fucking black, power windows, power locks, fuck power everything, fucking Bluetooth. I mean, most of that stuff's standard now, but I'm just like a fucking, I'm like a hobunk fuck from Canastota that is just like, you know, migrated to Syracuse at a younger age and just kept coming out here until I decided to, you know, plot down here, you know, I guess permanently. I guess you never know. I could end up somewhere else, but, you know, I'm fucking... I appreciate the little things. I appreciate power locks and windows because I bought a 2015 fucking car that had neither. So I can appreciate what a car has power locks and power windows. So I'm rolling in luxurious fucking fashion now, and especially in a black fucking car. But yeah, um, we're going to have a Wes Craven, the Wes Craven tribute episode uh, dropping this weekend as well. Um, I'm going to have... buddy john on and hopefully we can get maybe et or bt to call in as well i know uh eric is actually seeing john carpenter tonight in philly because he lives not that far from philly he lives in pennsylvania um so he's actually catching john carpenter tonight in philadelphia and then we myself john uh i think sean's going uh uh, Jeremy from One Last Shot. Um, a bunch of us are, you know, going to uh, to John Carpenter tomorrow at the Palace Theater in Syracuse, which is his last date of the tour. Fucking awesome. Um, so I can't wait for that. But we will have the Wes Craven episode dropping this weekend as well. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at HeartGodMedia and Twitter at HeartGodMedia. Um, if you like what you're hearing, like I said, the... The Wes Craven episode's coming up soon, and this was just kind of a freeball episode. I wanted to kind of pay tribute to uh, Malcolm Young of ACDC. I wanted to talk Johnny Carp because we're going to see him tomorrow, and Eric's seeing him tonight. Um, you know, just talk movies a little, and that's what this podcast really is. It's uh, it's uh, movies and music and. We're even getting into like some sidebar stuff. Gonna do like a wrestling podcast once in a while, just for fun. And if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. But I noticed there's a select few people that will listen to the music episodes. We'll get like whenever we put a music episode out, that one. Well, obviously it's the newest episode, so it'll get some listens. And then I see the older episodes that are music episodes get listens, and vice versa. When we do a movie one, we put a movie one, a new movie. Uh, episode up, horror movie, or, or whatever topic we're covering as far as film goes, and I see that one, and then I see the prior ones get listens too, you know, when we posted, like, the Night of Living Dead 91, I saw that the Arnold one, and then the Toby Hooper and the George Romero episodes got plays, and, you know, vice versa, whenever something goes up, people will go back to the back catalog of, you know, almost 20 episodes we have now, um, so I'm gonna keep cranking them out, 
uh, it's been so so much fun. And uh, yeah, again, if you are on, if you have Apple products, download the podcast app. It's free. Uh, go to your iTunes store. Uh, find our podcast at Heart Guide Media Podcast. Uh, then you can you know subscribe, and it pops up in that little podcast app. Uh, and then the episodes will download automatically to your sh- to your phone. You'll be able to listen every time we drop a new podcast. Um, and on that, you can like, rate, review the podcast. Please do that, preferably five stars if you think it deems that. Uh, but yeah, give it a listen. If you like what you guys are hearing, you know, hit hit us up, hit me up, and say, hey, I love what you guys are doing. You should try this. Maybe you got some knowledge. Maybe you're well-versed in fucking the fog and you want to say, hey, let's talk the fog. Fucking, I'll give you a fucking, I'll give you some infos so you can Skype me or FaceTime me and we'll get you on the fucking podcast and we'll talk. Podcast is open to just about anyone within reason. Um, But yeah, Uh, so if you could, if you're listening to this right now, go. Go to Instagram if you have an Instagram. Type in Media. Give us a follow. Uh, shoot me a DM. Tell me what you think of the show. Uh, same with Twitter. Go on Twitter. We're at Heart God Media. Uh, give us a follow. Uh, tweet. Uh, we'll follow back. Uh, so anything you guys can provide to us to help us, uh, we'll do whatever we can in return. And once Christmas rolls around, we could be having some giveaways. And there'll definitely be some Christmas episodes, both horror, both horror movies and, you know, christmas uh must watches and things like that but yeah uh kind of wraps it up i will be back with the west craven episode this weekend as well as uh a review at some point on the john carpenter show that's happening tomorrow in syracuse um and uh yeah rest in peace malcolm young uh your music will live on and uh it's such a it's such an awesome thing to to have for the rest of our days you know acdc will live on long after we're all dead and that's a comforting fact so yeah have a have a nice weekend and uh come back for the west craven episode